17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, co-host of Baltimore Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And today I got my guy back. I got my Roly back with me. Got Cordell Woodland back, host of Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. First of all, Cordell, welcome back. How's, how's everything? How's new dad life? I mean, people are probably interested to know, so yeah. let's let them know. It's it's been great. It's been a huge adjustment. Uh, some that the whole thing of you, people telling me to get my sleep, I took it for granted. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely took it for granted. That boy is a menace at night, but he's been better. Uh, last night was actually his best night, so uh, I'm enjoying every bit of it. He's he's been great, honestly. Uh, I can't even believe he's finally here. I'm st- I'm still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. And um, hopefully Jackson will give you a little bit more sleep as time goes on. That's typically right. happens. You, you go, right. You're going to have to wait a minute. I'm sorry about that. It's just it's all good. how that goes. <laughs> so while you were out, obviously, we had Tim with us uh, talking. And, and um, we both picked that the Ravens were going to beat the Broncos. And it, honestly, that did not look um, really promising until 28 seconds left uh, in the fourth quarter. So here we are. Um, once again, uh, it feels very eerie uh, that what happened in 2021 after the Ravens had an eight and three start, um, you know, Lamar gets hurt uh, in, in the game against Cleveland. And then we know how, you know, that ended. The Ravens ended up having an eight and nine season. Uh, here we are, five games left, <laughs> Cordell. The Ravens play. Four out of five divisional games down this stretch. Lamar gets hurt in the Broncos game. And at first, it didn't really appear to be anything. I I didn't really see anything, but it looks like potentially there's like a sprain there, right? Um, Coach Harbaugh says that, you know, it's a week-to-week thing. He doesn't think that he's going to play Sunday against the Steelers. I feel like this is what we went through last year i feel like they didn't really you know um decommit him from playing the rest of the season and then somehow he just ended up not playing the rest of the season so uh you know i'm not suggesting that the ravens lose five games straight and end up eight and nine again but man this this is just very eerie how this is all playing out yeah, uh, it's scaring me a little bit. I-, I can't help but say it's scaring me. Watching that game Sunday, watching Lamar go down, what, at the end of the first quarter, um, watching Patrick Queen go down. Thankfully, thankfully it looks like his isn't going to be as serious, just a thigh bruise. But, uh, you know, they were playing without Ronnie Stanley. Lele ends up having to go out there a few times. That wasn't great. Um, Tyler Huntley is out there. And I thought Huntley played very well for the record. considering yeah yeah considering the situation and um he he's he one thing about Huntley he plays with confidence he they all have confidence in him and he has confidence in himself to go out there and keep that thing rolling it helps that they don't really have to change anything game plan wise from going from Lamar to him uh they're not the same player 
Uh, but Tyler Huntley is as good of a backup situation as you could ask for uh, in Baltimore. But that being said, just watching them on Sunday and seeing guys go down and seeing the Ravens struggle uh, in every aspect of the offensive game, at least defensively, they were phenomenal. Granted, the Broncos stink offensively. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, right? <laughs> right? Right. You know, but hey, I mean, this on, you know, the Ravens went out there and they, they, they did what they were supposed to do because as we saw last week, not that Jacksonville stinks offensively, but Jacksonville had not been looking the way that they were to start the season as of late. And they were, they were able to have a pretty good day against that defense. So kudos to the defense for showing up, but you don't feel good about the Ravens right now. It, it, anybody that says they do, I think that they're lying. You know, uh, I'm not saying like you, I'm not saying that they're about to go and lose the last five games and miss the playoffs, but would it shock me if they did? No. I mean, <laughs> against division opponents, the Steelers aren't slouches anymore. You know, and, and really you can never say that they're going to be a slouch against the Ravens. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and then the Browns got Watson back, who stunk on Sunday, but that was to be expected. Uh, but it's still a division game. The Falcons coming to town Christmas Eve. The Falcons, uh, they put up a fight in every game that they're in. Yep. This and the, and the Bengals. I mean, to see them and how they were able to beat the Chiefs uh, on Sunday that that that's got to worry you a little bit. Um, this this Ravens team just looks like they are stuck in the mud offensively and I don't want to I'm not going to put all the blame on Greg Roman I'm going to put a lot of it on him simply because of this and I was checking out the uh post game show on Sunday with you and Glenn it was hilarious um, <laughs> poor um, Glenn. but yeah definitely poor Glenn yeah they, these people go drive Glenn crazy but I I totally agreed with him he took the words right out of my mouth when he said, if we want to criticize Greg Roman, criticize him for the run game looking like crap right now, because that's his forte. That's what he, that's the one thing that saves Greg Roman is the yeah. fact that he gives the Ravens the unique run game. He gives them one of the best run games in football. That's not the case right now. Uh, he's not committing to the run anymore. Like yeah. he used to, guys aren't even able to get into a rhythm. Tyler Huntley, as good as he looked on Sunday, what, 32 pass attempts? I mean, yes. this is a backup. Yes. 32 pass attempts for a backup. Ridiculous. And then the drive, the game-winning drive, what was it that kept the drive going? Running the ball. Running the ball is what kept the, that whole game-winning drive going the entire time. It's what scored the touchdown as well. Um I just don't understand what what Greg Roman's doing. Sometimes it's it's mind blowing. The the trick play with James Prochet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, my problem with that Cordell is that James Prochet has been missing in action pretty much all season long, right, and that's right. the way that you decide right, to get James right. Prochet involved right. in this offense. Make that make sense to me. It makes zero sense to me that. You have a guy, Deshaun Jackson has gotten more burned than James Prochet. Mm -hmm. And Deshaun Jackson just got here a couple weeks ago. And yet you want James Prochet to throw a ball down the field, which was horrible decision-making on his part anyway because it was triple covered. To a running back like 30, 40 yards down the field, he's throwing it to Kenyon Drake. He's not even throwing it to Devin Duvernay or Mark Andrews (laughs) or Deshaun Jackson. He's throwing it to a running back 
all the way down the field in quadruple coverage. He, okay, if you want to say he shouldn't have thrown the ball, fine. He he should not have thrown the ball. Obviously, the guy's covered. But what would possess you to call that type of play right there? And I get it. it it's you're a bad coach when it when it doesn't work, and you know when you when it works, you're a genius. But I got a lot of blame to pass on that one. It starts with Roman, and then it goes to Harbs for me because Harbs doing his Monday presser is talking about how he wishes he had that plate similar to the uh, when I asked him last week. Yep, the, the Jacksonville game uh, call and the quarterback sneak call that they ended up trying that Lamar fumbled on. It's like how many times can you tell us that? you know, you wish you had that one back. I would imagine you can hear these plays being called in the headset. Why is he not putting a stop to it right there? Why not come out when you see the look that the defense gives you and call a timeout or something? It's it's a lot of blame to go around. And I feel like these last couple of weeks, Harbs has gotten a little comfortable passing blame to Roman. I think it's easy to say, you know, oh, you know, we got to, you know, last week it was the scheme ish. He, he he brought up scheme for the red zone. That's him. Yes. That's him putting it on Roman a little bit right there. And then even now with this play call, you know, he's talking about that wasn't the time to call the play. W wish I had that one back again. That sounds like he's putting it on Roman to me. Um, and I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I, I feel like Roman's the easy target and he deserves a ton of blame. Don't get me wrong, but everybody's going to point the finger at Roman. It's not just him. It's not just him. The offensive line does not look the way that they did about a month or so ago. Granted, yeah. Stanley isn't there. Um, and that's a big reason why. But this is no secret that I think that, and, and we'll talk about the run game a little later, but I don't think it's a secret that the way that, at the same time, the offensive line is kind of trending down. The run game is trending down the same way because when it was going, when the offensive line has started picking up, the run game picked it up. It, they go hand in hand. Um, but looking at this team, they I said it last week. They look like a team that's running out of gas to me. They look like they're running out of gas and not even from fatigue, just from being able to go out there and actually get away with the craft that they're getting away with. I knew right. they in that game Sunday when it got to like the fourth quarter and it's still, you know, nine to three or whatever, to, you know, whatever it was. I'm like, all right, they're going to win because obviously <laughs> the Broncos can't do anything. They can't move the ball. Eventually the Ravens are going to put together a drive. They're going to put a drive together and they're going to get a touchdown. Um, but that doesn't impress me. And I'm not one to dis to discount wins. I understand how important wins are in the NFL. At the end of the day, they're eight and four. But I just think that this is who they are. You know, we said at the start of the season, we said during the season, the Ravens winning in the regular season isn't what this is all about. It's about what are they going to do come January? We're past having winning records in the regular season and making the playoffs. What are you going to do when you get to the playoffs? This does not look like a team to me that can beat anybody. In the playoffs, they can yeah. they can get away yeah. with this crap against the Broncos, against the Panthers, you know, and 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 you know they they're losing to Jacksonville. They're about to really get tested down the stretch. Four out of their last five games being division games, regardless of records, these teams can all beat the Ravens. Um, yeah. And if they don't if they don't clean it up soon, it's going to be a problem. And Lamar not being out there makes it even a bigger issue for me. Um, 
I, I we got to see how long he's going to be out. Harbs is saying week to week, like you said, it didn't look good. Um, you know that I've had that type of knee injury when it just when you bang you when you get tackled from behind and you hit your knee on the ground. That's honestly not to make me seem like some pro athlete, but that's what stopped me in high playing high school football. That exact same thing. You know, I'm just saying that, that that's what I, I have PTSD sitting there watching that play happen. Um, but you know, hopefully Lamar is able to bounce back. Uh, it's good that Huntley's there. He'll be. I, I think the Ravens will still be in games. But can they close out games? We saw last year they were in every game down the stretch and couldn't yeah. close it out. Um, they've had their issues closing out games this year. We'll see if they, they fix that. I mean, you like to think that this defense is, is – is, is yes, they've had struggles. I know that the four losses have, came from um, double-digit collapses. I'm very well aware. But I think that this – you know, we we have to – we try to act like the Jacksonville game, that the fumble um, – that Gus Edwards fumble – in you know on damn near you know um the red zone for the jags didn't play a role and all those other things so you know you you would like to think well last year they were so beat down from a defensive perspective guys from off the street that was working at fedex the week before was cornerbacks you know what i mean so you would like to think that it's you know (laughs) you would like to think that that it would be a little bit different down the stretch but you know, we, we talk about all of this too, Cordell. Like Lamar wasn't lighting it up before he left. No, he wasn't. He, he, he had two sacks. He was holding the ball too long. Um, you know, when you start looking at the 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 all twenty two, you know, there's a, a specific play I keep seeing making its rounds on um, social media. And you know, Devin Duvernay is is, is in motion. And he's coming out of the backfield and he's literally wide open in the flat running, striking himself down the field. And Lamar's not even paying him no mind. Now, I understand mm-hmm. that's probably not his first read. I, I'm just not understanding, number one, why is that not your first read when you were looking at the defense that you're playing in the Denver Broncos? Because you want to get that ball out fast. You know, you're not – you don't have your left tackle. Um, that defense is – their defense is really good, particularly up front. So I'm trying to understand what is it that, that, that y'all are doing. Lamar wasn't playing, didn't play well, had some missed opportunities. Um, so look, I, I don't know how great, of course I want Lamar in the game. Let me be clear. Okay. Right. I want Lamar to play because he still is the best option for this football team, but it ain't like Lamar was lighting it up before he right. left the Broncos game. And do I think that they would have scored more than 10 points? Probably. But I also feel like, you know, I don't know how much more 13, 16, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah. That Broncos defense is good. They are the top red zone defense of the National Football League. They're number two overall in the in the National Football League. So, I, you know, I don't expect that they were going to have like some field day. But I also realized that, you know, Lamar struggled. So, you know, it will be interesting to see how this gets played out. And we'll talk about that later, you know, how this affects the AFC North as far as we're concerned. Yes, mm-hmm. the Ravens right now have a, a um, they're undefeated in the AFC North, but so much has changed since then. And man, it just really feels very similar to what we saw last year. And if somehow they end up losing all five of these games and end up eight and nine again, man, that's a conversation. Well. Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. Okay, the one thing that I will say is that um, Greg Roman potentially going to Stanford gives them an out that they don't have to fire him; that he will be just leaving. Yeah, it allows them to you know not have to do all of that. Yeah, I I think he's gone anyway. I mean, how can you how can you retain him 
after this. He okay, he got the excuse last year. No Lamar, no Stanley, no Gus, no JK. Cool. You got that. You come into this year and they're just as dry. I mean, if not drier. You know, the run game isn't isn't there at all. At least last year, you know, well, the run game stunk last year with the backs that they had, but as a team, they were still able to run the football last year. Right now, I mean, I haven't seen the Ravens run game look this bad in a while as a unit. It, it looks completely lost um, out there. The offense just looks like they're not responding to Greg Roman at all. Yeah. Um, and that's that's wh- whoever. That's all the way down the line. Um, I, I think it also doesn't help that Mark Andrews is really beat up. You're not getting the all-pro Mark Andrews that you got last year. Well, then put, then put somebody else in there. Put Likely in there. Let him get some play. And, if, he if, if, and, and you it know, don't even matter. Mark Andrews is going to get double-teamed anyway. Right. So get, get get the other guy, get 80 involved. Yeah. That's the problem that I have with this whole situation is that, you know, why are we not allowing Mark Andrews to just be a decoy at this point and let other guys get their reign you know, uh, in this football, in these football games, I, I don't understand it. I, it's a lot of things going on offensively that is, is head scratching to say the least. I will say this, and I'm with you. Obviously, it goes without saying you want Lamar on the field. You know, you want him on the field over Huntley. Huntley does. It's something about Huntley, though, that I, I, I will say he's matured his game. Uh, a lot. One thing about him, he constantly gets better. We saw him in training camp um, a lot this year, and you kept saying what that he. Uh, I just I felt like he didn't. Have, his, his he had a weak he had a weaker arm than I thought that you know than he than I had noticed before. Yeah, and, and it that. just it looks like to me like he. One thing he th- I think he throws the ball really hard. Maybe not as as far as like arm strength not necessarily that just I think his balls have like when he throws it he has a lot of heat on his passes um that's the one thing that worries me Lamar does has the kind of that same thing where Lamar's deep ball is kind of just like a line drive I think that's why it overset why it sails over yeah yeah um Huntley just throws every pass like it's a rocket like (laughs) he doesn't have much touch either but he just seems more of a confident passer to me um, than Lamar does right now. And maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it just when I watch, watch him out there, he just seems a little more sure with his throws sometimes than Lamar does. And I'm, I'm not saying he's better than Lamar or anything like that. I'm not even saying that he's he throws the ball better. I'm not even saying that. I'm just more so saying it just looks like he trusts what he's what he's looking at and what he's about to do. He has a more understanding of the pass game to me. A because the, well, to be fair, the pass game is completely different when he's out there, right? So mm-hmm. they go from running options to having running standard, you know, right. routes, which maybe that's something the Ravens should think about doing more when Lamar is playing when you're struggling and you need a rhythm. Stop letting guys just do their own thing because sometimes they're not doing it right. And, and I think and have have more hitches, have more, you know, those types of plays come back. And I think that that's what they do when Huntley comes in because obviously he's not the, the he's the backup, he's not the commander. So, you know, he knows where he wants to go, but that's because those hitches and things get guys open. <laughs> I, I also think kind of to your point earlier when you was talking about the play that Lamar uh, to, to didn't throw to Duvernay. Yeah. I think Lamar struggles a lot with pre-snap reads. 
he's he's not the greatest at looking surveying the fit, surveying the defense and knowing okay they're they're in cover three you know he that's don't have the kind of time either to be I mean, well, yeah that too definitely that too i mean they're breaking a huddle at six seconds you know so i definitely, <laughs> definitely that um but I, I just i just feel like he's he's more like whatever the play is called whatever the play call is and whoever that number one guy is that's who is going to be regardless of the look he's getting you know what i'm saying as opposed to in the play that you're talking about understanding okay that corner is going to end up dropping into the, you know, the deep zone. Uh, that flat is going to end up there. I know Mark is my number one read, but I'm going to go out there. I'm, I'm going to look at Devin DuVernay anyway. I, I just feel like Tyler Huntley has a little more understanding of what he's looking at in the past game uh, to me than Lamar does right now. Um, and Lamar's, I, I think he he's had his struggles with being able to read defenses in general. He can throw the ball. He has a talented arm. He can get a ball there. Um, and his legs allows allows him to kind of uh, abort the plan at times anyway, if what he thought was going to be there isn't there. But I, I, I just can't help but when I was watching the game, like, man, Huntley just looks like he's a little more sure of what he wants and what he's seeing in the past game to me. And again, I don't want it to get misconstrued from people. Uh, I'm not saying Tyler Huntley's a better quarterback at all. <laughs> he's a better quarterback. He should be the, the He gives the Ravens the best chance to win still. Um, but I'm, I just noticed that watching the, uh, both of them. Yeah. So uh, we're going to find out in a couple of weeks. I mean, playing against, you know, the Browns, the Steelers, you know, guys that, that, you know, um, get pressure on quarterbacks like the Denver Broncos mm -hmm. um, he will be playing against. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not suggesting that he's going to play in the Browns game. We don't know. I, I think it's a very good chance that he's playing in the Steelers game. So, you know, he, he's going to get another rough test uh, next Sunday. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll see how, how this fares against the Steelers defense for the first time this season. All right, before we get into our next topic, make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that you can get all of the new episodes as soon as they drop. Uh, we talked about the run game um, in the first segment, Cordell, and, and you know, Greg Roman and, and all of these things. And I, I do want to get back to the point that Glenn made, um, my co-host Glenn Clark made on Sunday's post-game show. And, and you mentioned this previously about, you know, that's he's supposed to be the running czar of of what of what the NFL is, and then for whatever reason, he's found a way to abandon what he's good at, and it's very baffling. I believe that on Sunday, um, the running backs had fourteen combined um, uh, attempts, and so I, I'm very confused as to why Greg Roman is taking away the bread and butter of this offense. If y'all want us to believe that the philosophy of this team offensively is running the football, then you should run the football. And so people will see and say, well, you know, they've struggled running the football, you know, um, Ronnie Stanley is not there and, you know, um, the Morgan Moses, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Here's the thing though. The one thing that I respect about teams that are consistent with running the football is that they, they don't stop running the football just because it's not working. And I'll use um, the Giants game as an example. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley had 22 attempts and it was like 95 yards or something like that. 
So he's averaging, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's barely four yards of carry. And, 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 but remember Cordell, the first three quarters of that game, he was getting nothing. He was getting mm-hmm. nothing. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter that he really started to get some burn. So I don't understand abandoning the run just because it's not working. It doesn't make sense to me why this team, particularly when you have a backup quarterback comes in the game, is not running the ball at least 25 times as a whole. Are they struggling uh, in, in run defense? I mean, uh, 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 run offense, excuse me. Yes doesn't mean that you should, you know, get away from what you do best simply because, oh, at that moment, it's not working. Gus Edwards, is he is he not 100%? I mean, I, I don't think he's 100%, but is he hurt more hurt than we're understanding? Because once again, we saw the Ravens get in the red zone and Gus Edwards was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. I don't understand exactly what is going on. People want to say, well, J.K. is practicing, he'll be back. I'm not confident that that's going to change anything, quite frankly, because Kenyon Drake has actually played well. So it's not like, oh, they need a guy to, you know, make some type of difference. Gus has been fine when he's gone out there and played. I mean, yes, he's had some some stops at the line of scrimmage and stuff. But to me, a lot of that is offensive line and their lack of push. But, you know, Kenny and Drake has has played well in in, um, J.K.'s absence. I'm just concerned that you just have decided that if it's not going when you want it to get going, that you're just going to negate to that and go to passing. And then, by the way, you don't even have the players to pass the football to. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like he's he's been spoiled to the point to where if they're not running the ball the way that they used to, where they're getting six to seven yards a pop, he don't want to do it. Um, and right now, they're not able to do that. They just kind of have to continue to chink, throw, you know, put chinks into the armor. And he doesn't have the patience to do that. And the, the thing that throws me off the most is like, dude, your pass game is one of the worst in the NFL. So why, why are you so comfortable abandoning the run game to go to a pass game that's been poor all year? You know, it, it's, it's, it hasn't been good. You didn't even – they didn't all, 32 attempts, not one touchdown pass on Sunday. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, and it, it's it's just mind-blowing to me that he – he's it's almost – I get trying to break tendency. You know, everybody looks at the Ravens as a run team, so everybody's going to play the Ravens for the run. But you have to still be who you are. He's slipping back into we we thought the Ravens had found their identity, right? When they played uh the Bucks that second half against the Bucks and then the, the Saints, we thought, okay, the Ravens have finally found out that we are a run a run first team. But it's like that's not what he wants to do all of a sudden. And I don't understand why he feels like that's the that's the route to go. Your best weapon on the in the past game, Mark Andrews. He isn't even looking like himself right now. Right. You know, it's, it's like, what it, you're, you're looking at it as if the pass game is going to give you something that they all, that the run game isn't, but I don't think it is. Again, you look at that game Sunday, their game winning drive run heavy. It was run heavy on that drive, or at least the plays that really the, the biggest impact plays on that drive were run plays. Um, I just, I just feel like this run game, trending down the way it is is one of the main reasons I'm concerned about the Ravens year as a whole not them winning games in the regular season they're going to be able to do that 
But as far as winning in January, if they can't run the ball, who are they? I mean, what are they? What are they going to do? That that food. They're food. If they can't run yeah. the ball, that's what they are. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what they're going to be, you know. And maybe it'll pick back up once Ronnie Stanley comes and shores that offensive line back up a little bit. Uh, but this whole thing, like you said, of J.K. Dobbins being on his way back and like he's going to be, you know, the 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 white knight to come save the day or something like that's not that's not about to happen. First of all, are people forgetting what J.K. Dobbins looked like to start the year? He did not look like J.K. Dobbins at all. And then he had a midseason surgery. You think he's <laughs> going to come back and all of a sudden look like rookie J.K. Dobbins? I don't I think that's unrealistic. <laughs> I think that's severely unrealistic. Um, Gus Edwards looks like he hasn't even recovered from the the hamstring issue that was affecting his knee, you know? So uh, because he looked a lot better when he first got back this season compared to what he looks like right now. This, this, I mean, I watched him get stuffed multiple times at the line of scrimmage on Sunday. That is not Gus Edwards. That's not Gus Edwards. Granted, the offensive line didn't block uh, it, it great on those plays. Oh, Zeitler had a day, baby. It was, it oh, was yeah. not in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I liked him. I, I did like the Zeitler blocks on the uh, game-winning touchdown. Oh, he yeah, sure. Yeah, he found a way. Yeah. But prior yeah, to that, but, it was yeah, a struggle. Yeah, it was definitely a struggle. Definitely a struggle. Uh, and for them all, really. But the run game is concerning right now because it doesn't – is no reason – for me to believe that it's going to all of a sudden wake up. May, uh, again, the only thing that I could think of as to why it would wake up is if the offense of, is Ronnie Stanley getting back and the offensive line kind of shoring up again. But they're about to go up against some defensive fronts that are pretty good. You know, uh, the Steelers, they got T.J. Watt back. The Steelers' defense is starting to crank it up a little bit more. You got the Browns, uh, again, Bengals back into the year. Steelers twice, I should say, you know, down the stretch. Um, it's going to be tough to run the ball against these teams, and it's going to be tough to beat these teams if you're going to be one-dimensional. And I don't understand why they don't go more with their bread-and-butter type of run plays. Um, too many times it just the creativity that we praise at times in the run game, they lack it at times too. They get very vanilla. Um, I, I just – I just almost feel like at times watching the Ravens offense that Greg Roman is just thrown in the towel. Um, and then maybe even some of these players are just, they're, they're, they're not responding to him yeah. the way that yeah. they used to. Um, you, yeah. you just don't, you just don't see it. You you can see it in their body language out there that yep. they're not as engaged as they used to be. You can see it in the execution that they're not doing the things that they used to do. We said before uh, about Lamar Jackson possibly outgrowing Greg Roman. I think this entire team has outgrown Greg Roman. They've been stuck in the mud, and it just seems like ever since 2019, he has not uh, added to his repertoire. He has not, you know, made his his style – he hasn't added any new wrinkles. You know, it was unstoppable that year. Okay. Now, obviously, teams are going to use that entire offseason to figure out how do we stop Lamar Jackson? Right, how do we right. stop this Greg Roman offense? 
And it just seems like Greg Roman has just been coming back with the same playbook every year and not really changing anything, not adding any new wrinkles or self. If he's self scouting, I think he's doing a poor job of it. Um, (laughs) This run game really worries me because the whole reason I started to feel optimistic about the Ravens season in general was when the run game picked it up. I was like, okay, this looks like the run game that we're used to seeing. Gus looks like Gus. Um, This Ravens team could be a problem in the back end of the year if they're going to run the ball like this, but they haven't as of late. Um, And I don't, it it seems like between execution and lack of commitment, it's going to be their downfall at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. And I listen, this is just, you know, again, I said this in the last segment, Greg Roman going to Stanford, if that's going to be a thing, gives the Ravens an out because they don't have to fire him. Now, the question is, if he does get this job, how soon does he leave? Does he try to wait around till the season is over? Or do you go ahead and try to make some some minimal change, you know, some nominal changes now and just say, hey, just go ahead and go about your business. We 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 gotta find a spark because it's crazy we're saying this, and this is an eight and four team. It's not a four and eighteen, Cordell. Mm-hmm. They are tied for first place in the AFC North. So I'm trying to understand, you know, how we're even here when they still have an opportunity to, even if they don't win the AFC North, they still have an opportunity to get in the playoffs. You have three wild cards now, not two anymore, three. So, you know, it's crazy that we're having this conversation, um, you know, in terms of, oh, we we don't think players are responding anymore simply because, (laughs) you know, here we are. So, um, the Ravens have to find a way to win. I mean, to, to run the ball, to win football games, period. I don't give, I don't care what it is. Okay. You cannot go into Pittsburgh throwing the ball 32 times. You better find a way to try to run the ball at minimum 25 times. I don't care if it doesn't work in the beginning. Hopefully you get Ronnie Stanley back. That'll help you with your um, run blocking better. But ultimately, you got to find a way to run the ball because that's what you're good at. And that's what's going to allow play action. That's what's going to allow guys getting open, you know, um, at some point. Got to do it. Sorry, Greg Roman. You don't have the guys. Run the ball. Period. Point blank, period. I I, I don't really have anything else to say about that. (laughs) Like you said about him going to Stanford. I mean, even if he doesn't, I think he's gone. Yeah, Yeah, I think he's gone. But. It, it's, it would no longer shock me if he doesn't make it through the season. And that is crazy to say. Like you said, he's eight, they're eight and four. I mean, I don't even know who, I guess maybe T. Martin or one of these guys. We, we have no be, idea who the replacement would yeah, be. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who the replacement would be on the fly. But it could get to the point to where everybody is so sick of this guy <laughs> to where he's, you know, it's just like, we can't have you here. We yeah. can't have you here anymore. You are doing more harm than good for us. And as crazy as circumstances as this is for us to fire our offensive coordinator as we sit in first place in the division, we got to do it. Because at the end of the day, the goal isn't to just win the division. It's not to just make the playoffs. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Can anybody sit here and say, that the Ravens look like they're about to win the Super Bowl right now. No, and, and the thing is, is that the, the funny thing is, too, Cordell, before we go to the next topic, is that 
okay, we know that they don't have um, great uh, skilled players from the pass catching, pa- pass catching perspective, but there's ways to get guys going. Mm-hmm. And we're just not seeing that. And that's the problem, you know. Uh, and that's the part that I, I think that, you know, look, you're not even utilizing the players to their maximum capabilities now, even though the group of guys that you have aren't that great. So that's the part that, that has to change. And, and I, I do think that, you know, Greg Roman has worn out his welcome. One more thing did not like, um, there's a video going around in social media of Greg Roman leaving and people yeah. saying some obscene things to me. Ravens lock. You gotta be better than that. Okay. Are, are we happy about what Greg Roman is, is doing right now to this offense? No. Um, some of it is execution as well. As we mentioned, you know, Lamar literally has Duvernay out there open running, you know, downfield. And doesn't even look his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Greg Roman is a big part of what's wrong with this offense right now. That does not give you the right to curse at a grown man as he's going to his car. It's never, it's never that deep. And let's be better than that. You know, I, I, I want Greg Roman to either get right or get out better more than anybody else. What I'm not going to do is disrespect him because at the end of the day, he's a human being, and he, it, it, whether or not y'all believe this. It ain't like he don't want – I don't think he wants to be bad. I don't think right. he purposely is trying to be bad to lose his job. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, be better, please, uh, because that's, that's, that's just not what we do around here. And the flock is better than that. And I just wanted to say that uh, yeah. before we move on. It was ridiculous. So. It sounds better coming from you than it does me. <laughs> I, I tried to say it very nicely. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really say it that nice on Twitter, but you know, I had to clean it up here for the for the winning drive podcast. Right, right. <laughs> All right, before we get to our last segment, just make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast. I'm judging you if you're not subscribed already because I don't understand what's taking you so long. We have great content over here. So just make sure that you are subscribed so you can get all the latest news from me and Cordell. So we talked about the Ravens being tied for first place, Cordell, in the AFC North. Um, And, you know, when you start looking at the division, it's interesting. You know, the Steelers at one point, I mean, was on life support. And then somehow they decided that they didn't want a top five pick. They wanted to keep pushing and trying. And, you know, I respect that. I respect them not, you know, laying down just to say, oh, we get a great pick coming in the draft. Um, You got the Browns, who, you know, have an abundance of talent, but, you know, they just really haven't put together anything and then there's the 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 Ravens and the Bengals I bring that up with the Steelers and the Browns because you know these although they don't have winning records I mean they're fighting they're out there fighting Mm -hmm. and they have players they have guys out there you know that can allow them to be in football games um at one point it was you know people were saying oh the Ravens should win the division because of their schedule. Well, we realized that that's as I have been saying for weeks, Cordell, mm-hmm. I do not believe in the strength of schedule argument. It makes no sense yeah. because everybody is out there fighting for their life. So, you know, you got the Browns who got Deshaun Watson back. You don't think that they can, they think that they can try to make a push into the playoffs. You got the Atlanta Falcons that eventually the Ravens play, who they play in a really crappy division. And so they're not out of their own uh, playoff uh, mm-hmm. divisional push. Of course, the Bengals that you have, who, yes, you did beat them early in the season, but both teams have trended in separate ways since that football game. So 
do you know? Do you think? How do you think that this shakes out? I don't think that the Ravens win the AFC North. Quite frankly, now does that? Do you think that the Ravens even end up finish second in the AFC North with the way that they're going right now? I think that they could definitely. I mean, if they don't finish at least second, I, I don't know what to say. I would. That would be a monumental collapse. That that would mean that what happened last year happened again. Yeah. Um, because that would, you know, the Steelers and Browns still have losing records right now for them to lap the Ravens. The Ravens have to go on a massive losing streak. And I hear you on saying that you don't think that the Ravens could uh, win the, you don't think the Ravens are winning? I mean, we literally spent two segments talking about how bad this offense yeah. is. Not even talking. And it's crazy because they're like still in the upper echelon in terms of like, um, offensive numbers, which is which says a lot more about the league, by the way, than it does mm-hmm. about the Ravens. However, I'm just saying, like we we talked bad about the for two straight yeah. segments. Give me I some mean, glimmer of hope. The Bengals are on a four game win streak, and it's so impressive because they've beaten teams like Tennessee in Tennessee. Yep they they beat Kansas City last week. I mean this past Sunday. Um. They got the Browns, and then they go to Tampa, to New England, and then they're back home for Buffalo and Baltimore. Uh, their strength, is, their schedule is so tough. It but, is, is it really? Let's be honest. Tampa I'm, barely pulled out a win Monday night against right, the lowly Saints. Right. The Browns, yes, did beat them pretty handedly, by the way, mm-hmm. earlier that th- this season. But again, you know, the Bengals have now found their 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 they found their groove. They got Jamar Chase back. It really feels I mean, they look good. They they look like a team that is out for revenge and on their way back to the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. They look like the best team in the AFC today. They do. Today they do. Um, but I mean, division games are always a toss-up. You know, I agree. It's, it's always a toss-up with division games. As bad as the Bucks have looked, the Bucks are going to put up a fight. You know, the Bucks are it's in Tampa too, so they the Bucks are definitely going to at least make it a game. Going to New England in December is never fun for anybody. And then Buffalo coming in the week before the Ravens. I mean, they 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 have very worthy opponents. You know, these are all teams that still have plenty to play for. Uh, that's the only thing that makes me feel like the Ravens can still win this division because this dreaded strength of schedule, which I like you don't buy into. Um, but you look at it, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers, Bengals. I mean, it's, it sounds good. Uh, but these, <laughs> sounds teams, good. these teams are all trending up right now, maybe opposite of the Falcons a little bit. Who have um, been in games? You yeah, know, and they, they fight they for their lives every week. Still have been in game. Yeah, no doubt. They they're they're stuff they're definitely still gonna put up a fight. If we're talking about who, you know, I the, the, the thing is this the Ravens could still go and win the division and lose. Let's say they, they may end up having to play uh a team like Cincinnati, maybe in the uh wild card round. If, if the way that the 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 standings may shake out, they may end up having to play Cincinnati in a wild card twice round. in a row. Good lord! This would be. I, I mean, the Ravens can win the division and still not be better than the Bengals. Correct. You know? So uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning is that they win the division still, but 
they're not the better team. They're not the best team in this division. Um, they're far from the best. You know, at one point we were a couple of weeks ago, it was, can we start to add the Ravens name into the elite category in the AFC? Not anymore. Not anymore. And that goes beyond just Lamar getting hurt. Um, and I just, I just look at this team and they don't look like a confident unit. I get what Harb said after the win on Sunday, you know, wins in December, you'll take them how you get them. These games build character. I totally agree with that. I'm not buying into the notion. I'm not one of the people that think that winning ugly is a bad thing. I think it's, I think it could be used as a good thing, but you got That was ugly, baby. That was, that was, that was hideous. And it's like, okay, winning ugly isn't terrible to me because I think when you get into playoffs, sometimes it's not necessarily about winning ugly, but you got to win the tug of war games. You got to know how to win these games where you're not having the momentum the entire 60 minutes. Um, but I, when is the last time we saw the Ravens get a good win? Was it the Saints, maybe? You know, I, I, I mean, that's probably the yeah, last. That's the last think. time I can think. That and that that was three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, almost a month know. ago. Yeah, I mean, and 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 they haven't gotten many good wins this year. Pretty wins this year, uh, and that's not their style to begin with. They're not usually the team that just blows you out anyway. But they at least find ways to look better on on the offensive side. The fact that the Ravens can't even play to their strengths right now worries me. You look at the Bengals. What's their strength? Throwing the football. They're throwing the ball all over the field right now. Joe Mixon isn't even out there. Samaj P. Ryan has just stepped in and looked like a stud. Of course, just my luck. He was drafted by then the Redskins, who cut him and let him go for nothing. <laughs> and then look at what Samaj P. Ryan's doing. But that's neither here nor there. It just goes to say that while a lot of these other teams, I mean, the Steelers are starting to play their best football of the year. I'm not ready to say that the Browns are playing their best football of the year, but they're trending. They're, they're, they're staying afloat. They're staying afloat. But just the entire AFC landscape, I know the Chiefs lost on Sunday. Chiefs will bounce back. I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all. Um, you just don't get the vibe that the Ravens are going up on this roller coaster. It looks like we're just nose dropping when you look at them right now. And that's the biggest thing that worries me. Yeah. Too many question marks. Uh, you know, quarterback situation, obviously we're back here. We are again um, in terms of Tyler Huntley being there too many question marks from that perspective, too many question marks in terms, will they run the ball consistently down the stretch? Uh, will this defense, are they done giving up, you know, double digit leads? So a lot of this is, you know, there's a lot of question marks going down here and, you know, um, they're, they're not playing consistently good football right now. So that's why I question if they are going to win the division. I don't believe in um, strength of schedule. I think it's a bunch of crap and, you know, um, the Bengals right now have the, not only the weaponry, but they have the, the, they have the execution that the Ravens got to be jealous about at this point. Um, so, that that'll be interesting. I mean, you know, we got five weeks left and, and anything can happen. You know what I mean? Um, but it depends on the health of Lamar Jackson. It depends on how this offense is going to be executed. Um, just just depends. And and hopefully I'm wrong. I, I want you to be right, Cordell, what like you usually are. I, I would 
I gladly will take that. Uh, but um, we'll find out soon enough. First game mm-hmm. up is Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. And we'll talk about that uh, for yeah. Friday's podcast. So I just want to say it's great to have you back. We did we some extra time. talking today. But, you know, we had to get some things off of our chest because it's been a couple, you know, right. episodes. You haven't been around. So mm-hmm. glad to have yeah, you I've back. Been on the sideline just taking notes, you know, kudos to my guy, Tim. Stepping yeah. in and, and being great as always. Appreciate him for sure. Uh, Tim was the Tyler yeah. Huntley of this podcast. Thank yes. you so much, yes. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great analogy. He is the Tyler Huntley for sure. And I, I can't help but when I was watching the game and then I see, you know, the Ravens going to win and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm not. Ha- I'm glad I'm kind of on my paternity retur- leave right now because <laughs> I just know. Ravens flock is on is they're on one right now I could I could just imagine what people are out there saying I haven't really been on Twitter as much as I have been in the good stay that way so uh I haven't been able to really see what everybody's been saying about the team as of late but I've got a pretty good idea As you should. We already yeah. know. So uh, I, I'm glad that you're back and um, look forward to talking to you, hopefully with some be- some good predictions down the stretch, because you've always been good with that. Uh, we'll talk about that on Friday's show. You know, it's going to be the um, Ravens Steelers preview. So we'll find out Cordell's take because it is very important, ladies and gentlemen, what Cordell thinks about this game on Friday, because he's been on point since, I don't know, week two or three or something like that. Um, and we'll find out more. The Dolphins game, I think, is the last game that you yeah, were wrong that's, about. That's a that's long time, game. baby. Yeah, it is. You've been it on is. a roll since then. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll find we'll find out more about it on Friday's podcast. Thank you, every. Uh, I'm excited to have Cordell back. So I apologize about that. So I want to thank everyone for listening to Cordell and me, and uh, we will be back on Friday. This is Winning Friday.